something that they always like remind me of is like yeah every day we just had the basics for dinner like rice some like vegetables and like chicken <laughs> one two three fuck it Hey everybody, welcome back to another episode of the Do Your Homework Podcast. I have a special guest today. Welcome, Jasmine. Yay, thank you. Hi. <laughs> Thanks for being on the show, dude. Mm -hmm. When I first met you, right? Yeah. And I found out that you were actually like Canto. I was actually really surprised because growing up, there was a lot of like people who were like from Manland who didn't speak Mando, but it was like kind of rare for like canto people and then you were telling me you actually like know a lot of canto people here mm -hmm. so what's what's up with that um well they're like a lot of those families my parents met mm -hmm. i'm actually not sure like if they all met in one place or something but i've pretty much grown up knowing those other families and some of the other kids there too that's really cool so your parents are originally from hong kong hong kong both of them Okay, got it. And where did they, they met in? They met, um, they went to, um, oh no, I don't remember which college, but it was yeah. in Hong Kong. So they met there. So met while studying together? Yeah. Okay, got it. Did they, um, did they ever like share with you like the dating process? Were they like, um, yeah. your dad asked your mom out, your mom A was interested bit. first? I don't know, like, who asked who Aww. out or whatever, but I think they met in, like, a mu through a music group, and, um... Like, they played music, or... Yeah, it's just... like a little band kind of thing. Oh, cool. So, my dad is, like, two years older, so it was, like... Otherwise, they wouldn't meet, like, in classes, but they met through that, like, music group thing. Mm -hmm. And so then, how did they make their way, I guess, to the U.S., then? Oh, how yeah. did that happen? So my dad, he was thinking about studying in America. And so actually what he did is like in Hong Kong, they have these like temples. And so he went to one where there's like a box with these sticks inside and each stick has like a story on it. And so you shake the box and pray and like you yeah. ask the question in your head and then a stick will fall out and you bring the stick to some guy who will like tell you the story and, like, it's up to your own interpretation to how that answers your story. So I don't know what the actual story was, but basically it, like, told him that he should take the chance and go to America to study. So where does he end up going to school to study when he's in the U.S.? So after he, um, like, got his answer, he applied to a few different places in the U.S., and he actually didn't get into anywhere. So then the year after, he applied Bummer. again. Yeah. Okay. He got into UC San Diego, mm -hmm. and so um, that was where he went, and after a year, he transferred to UCLA. Okay, and then is your mom joining him at this time, or is yeah. she still in Hong Kong? I think it was um, when he came to San Diego, he was alone, and then he came back, and they got married so that my mom could come to America. So she came... A little bit after when my dad was at UCLA. Mm -hmm. So, how did your dad ever discuss like how it was? I guess being a international student here, like, um, was it tough for him like culturally 
or like even like speaking the language i think he didn't talk to me that much about like cultural differences but definitely like they were super tight on money and like something that they always like remind me of is like yeah every day we just had the basics for dinner like rice some like vegetables and like chicken (laughs) so humble yeah they're like every day that's all we had we spent 20 dollars on grocery a week and i was like okay cool you've told me this so many times oh yeah that's that's pretty typical like Mm -hmm. immigrant kind of story okay so he they end up basically moving here together Mm -hmm. and then for for school initially and then what they graduate or he graduates and then yeah. ends up, what, moving to North Carolina? Yeah, they moved to North Carolina. Did they say ever, like, why North Carolina? So my dad, he actually got a job at UNC. Okay. Yeah. And so that's why they moved to Chapel Hill. And then when they got to NC, my mom started studying at NC State for grad school. Mm-hmm. Got it. Okay. So, pretty studious family. Uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, you, have you been back to Hong Kong since? Yeah. You guys go a lot? Um, when I was younger, we would go, like, every other year. But recently, we haven't been as much. But I did go last winter. How did you find the experience being back um, there? It was definitely... It's, like, always really nice to go back, you know, because... All of my family is there. We don't have em- any family in America. And I think it's just really good for me to like know the environment that my parents grew up in and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. So they've kind of shown you where they grew up. And y- you can speak Kento a little bit? A little bit, but <laughs> I, don't, I don't like speaking it that much because I feel like my pronunciation is bad. It's hard. Yeah, it's, it's a hard. hard language. Even harder than Mandarin, I feel. Yeah. So I totally get that. Um, when you were in Hong Kong, like, how did, like, what was, like, the best part about it, you think? Mm. Like, for me, uh, I'm always impressed by the transportation system. It's so efficient, especially, you know, I've lived in New York City a few years. It's like, New York City is archaic compared to Hong Kong. I mean, everything is on time over there. Everything's clean. That's what I like, too. The city's very clean. And there's English signs everywhere. Yeah, that's true. That's too. the one thing. Um, it's a very international city type place. So yeah. even if you don't know the language, you can still get around. Yeah. I think what I like is like, I think the typical tourist that goes to Hong mm-hmm. Kong doesn't see like what we would see if we went because we stay with our families. Yep. And so like for a cultural thing, like I think it's really interesting that my grandparents go grocery shopping literally every day. And, like, mm. that's something really different from here where we go, like, once every week or two. And just, like, the typical day-to-day life is, like, very different there. But I really like it. What about yum cha? Do you guys yum cha a lot when you're yeah, over there? Yeah, we do. We, I always, like, laugh about it because it's, like, before we leave, we eat a little bit of breakfast. Uh-huh. Then we go eat breakfast. And then we go, <laughs> and then we go yum cha. So it's, like, right. did I just have free breakfast? <laughs> like, what just happened? Yeah, What what are your favorite, like? dim sum oh definitely any green onion pancake thing oh okay yeah i really like dollar dollar yeah i don't know what that is in english yeah yeah i like turn fun yeah that one and what about feng jiao like chicken feet you eat that no no (laughs) (laughs) don't eat that (laughs) 
that's kind of scary. Mm-hmm. But yeah, we also like um chop, like salt my chop. Salt my chop. Yeah, yeah. I'm always like impressed by the Cantonese breakfast, like the cha cha tent, like the you know little like diners, the, like the oh, yeah. hole in the wall spots that serve like you know chow fun and stuff like that. Yeah, I they're love open those, late. Yeah. And they're open early. It's like super. It's like for the locals, mm-hmm. and like you were saying, it's like tourist people really wouldn't eat at those places. But like, that's what like the people living there and locals. So I mean, how was growing up here in in North Carolina? Did you did you like it? Yeah, I definitely liked it. Like, <laughs> how was your childhood like? Were your parents like tiger parents? Like, I wouldn't say my mom was very strict, but she was definitely still. Focus on school, study hard. What about, like, your parents? I think um, I was pretty similar. Like, my parents aren't super strict about things. But definitely, like, school was important. But they really wanted me to also have, like, other extracurriculars and stuff. So I grew up, like, playing piano and dancing. And those are also things that, like, my mom didn't really have a chance to do when she was younger. And she really wished that she could. So... That's how I ended up doing this. Yeah, so but, I, yeah. do you still play piano and dance? Or? Yeah, um, I never stopped either of them, so it's been pretty long, and I'm still doing that right now. Wow, okay. Do you, uh, so is, like, dancing and piano, like, a pretty big passion of yours, or you um, kind of just done it so long that... Yes, I think that both of them are. I definitely have times where, like, I don't enjoy it as much, but... Overall, like, I really enjoy both of them. And they're things that I would continue doing. Yeah. So in school, right, mm-hmm. did you have, like, a a good mix of classmates and friends? I think for me, I definitely had a, a mix of people from different backgrounds and cultures. And that's what I'm really appreciative about growing up, especially in this area. Yeah. I, I think I definitely... So elementary school was, like, a really diverse group of people. And, like, at that point, I don't think I thought too much about, like, cultural differences or anything like that. But in middle school, I went to a really predominantly white school. And that was, like, the first time I became, like, really aware of, like, my background and stuff like Mm -hmm. that. And so I definitely was really insecure in middle school. And a lot of, like, having to find how to be proud of myself and stuff like that. Yeah. And... Um, in high school, it's definitely more diverse, and um, that's been really good for me because I've also made a lot of like Asian friends, which I didn't have much of in middle school since there weren't a lot of Asians. Yeah, I definitely can relate to that. Like being around other Asians is kind of Im- more empowering because you know they come from similar backgrounds, um, and so you know you don't feel like a sort of like an outcast. Did you have you ever experienced like racism or like? any type of bullying because of yeah. I don't think being I Asian. have like I don't think I have that any that was really unacceptable yeah but in middle school I did have like friends that would like you know pull their eyes back really but I like I honestly didn't find it offensive for some reason <laughs> but I don't know like looking wow. back I was like yeah that maybe I shouldn't have been friends with them you know dang yeah, yeah I know that's Especially with everything going on now, like, mm-hmm. yeah, I mean, yeah, people getting called out for that stuff. Mm-hmm. I think it was definitely just, like, kind of normalized back then. and like Definitely. 
I just overlooked a lot of things. So, I mean, a lot of people don't know, but you actually started your own brand, right? Yeah, yeah so I started last year around this time, so April, pretty much after quarantine started. So when I was younger, I was really into a lot of different like arts and crafts stuff. So I'd learned to like sew and stuff like that. And so I hadn't like done anything like that for a long time. But since I had a lot more time during quarantine, I started sewing again. And it was my mom who encouraged me to start selling things. And um, at first I didn't want to because it's like scary. It's a lot of work to start something from scratch. But she convinced me to. And it's actually really exciting to like plan and stuff like that. So I made my own brand. My mom helped me a lot with like naming things and um, just like getting started. So it's called Young Street. And Young is my last name. So that's where I came Y O. Y U N G. Young. And then yeah, Street, so just Street. Yeah. So yeah. the reason for the street is because. It's more of like a streetwear brand, I guess. So you guys are doing clothing? Yeah, I started off with like more clothing stuff. But right now, the main thing I'm selling are bags. Gotcha. What kind of bags? Uh, they're like uh, these shoulder bags, baguette bags, whatever you want to call them. But they're mostly like animal prints, kind of trying to follow the trends right now. Yeah. So, yeah. Where, where do you usually sell? Or like on your own website or? I'm right now. I'm using Depop, which is like a almost like an online thrift store, but you yeah. can also you know sell your own stuff there. And so I'm using that. And I think eventually I would want to have my own website, but I have not gotten around to that. She's working on it, yeah. guys. It so works. Young Street, what is your I guess? What's the whole? mantra or vision for your brand like what yeah. do you see your like brand as i think definitely something i'm really into is sustainability and right now <laughs> i don't have too much sustainability things going on right now but with the clothing items i did have like some of them were made from um, fabrics that I got like thrift stores and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. Wow. So not exactly recycled, but like reused, I guess. So I'm hoping that in the future, if like I can get more into sustainable practices and stuff. So like what are that. your some of your like brand inspirations or creatives out there who like inspire you or that you like look up to and like oh that's really cool I'd wanna mm -hmm. do something like that. Do you have any people or brands that stick uh -huh. out? To be honest, I don't think so. <laughs> like for me, uh, like Patagonia, you know Patagonia? Yeah. They're very into sustainability and trying to reduce the impact fashion has on the world as a whole. And they're, they're very much more than a clothing brand. They have like missions and projects, you know, that to help sustain you know, natural parks and stuff like that. Yeah. And so what are your opinions on like fast fashion and things like that? Like yeah. Sheen. Sheen. <laughs> um, I think that's something I started thinking about more like in the past year actually. But um I think my brother introduced me to like that term and stuff like that. And so I've recently like 
tried to stop shopping from i used to go to forever 21 a lot Ooh. so they're they're really fast fast r.i.p yeah and like paxon i loved paxon and like stuff like that but now i mostly get stuff from depop or thrifted like, yeah secondhand thrifting. things but i definitely think that it's like a big problem mm-hmm. like i don't inherently think companies like H&M or Zara are bad because I think they provide a need like they provide fashionable items that trendy items at a price that normal people can have you know like not everyone can buy a freaking like Balenciaga whatever (laughs) whatever right and so they it's like approachable and it's like they give it for everyday person I think it's just the issue is like overconsumption and so that's that's why like yeah i'm trying to reduce the impact i am so trying not to buy as much because i used to buy a ton of stuff and yeah. so now i'm just very heavy into like vintage and thrifting oh, yeah, that's cool. and but yeah no like i'll be the first to admit i still have like way too much stuff and i have like a closet of stuff i need to donate yeah so oh i'm really bad <laughs> at like hoarding stuff you know yeah i get that i'm like I think I used to be like that, but um, my brother also told me about, like, minimalism. Mm, So mm -hmm. I've been, like, really interested in that. And I wouldn't say I'm a minimalist or whatever, but I feel like that's something I'd definitely want to work towards. So what's your, like, where do you get your, like, personal style from? What do you think? Like, my inspo? Yeah, like. Well, I think a lot of stuff is from pinterest pinterest (laughs) Pinterest okay but i also feel like a lot of my style is like how would you describe your style um i'd say definitely put like comfort first most of the time (laughs) and kind of loose (laughs) i kind of i also think that maybe some of the things i like are things that other people would just be like what is she wearing but (laughs) at some point I don't care. Like, I'll just wear whatever I want. Exactly. Wear. That's the attitude you should have. I mean, yeah. everyone's style is unique, and so you don't want to look like everybody else. Yeah. Speaking of which, didn't you actually just win a special award at school? Oh, I did. Yeah, yeah. what did you win? Um, It was Best Dress. Oh, how do you feel about winning Best Dress? Are you shocked? I was definitely shocked <laughs> because, like, I don't know people... Okay, I don't think I started dressing like how I dress now until, like, last year. And we're not even at school this year. So I was definitely shocked about that. I also thought people would vote for, like, you know, the popular girls and, like, the, what do you think, the boutique girls. I got you. Yeah. <laughs> well, you see, you never know. It's just staying in, that's, like, uh, advice to people out there, like, yeah. doing your own thing, staying in your lane. People, like, recognize that shit. I guess so. <laughs> there you go. So, I mean... You mentioned that you're not, you know, you're actually not going to in-person school since, yeah. what, like, last year? Yeah, last year. I mean, how's, how's school been um, doing online? I think that it's definitely had, like, its pros and cons. So, yeah. pro, like, I got a job. Like, I had time to do so have- Young Street. Um, I had time to apply to colleges yeah. and stuff like that. But I definitely... At this point in the school year, I wish we were in person because, you know, you're senior, you're done with yeah. everything, and you can, like, hang out with your friends and stuff. How do you feel about, like, like not being able to do, like, yeah, like, those social gatherings, like prom, or do you not even care about that stuff? 
I think I personally care a little less than the normal person. Yeah. But I'm definitely still upset about it because, you know, we didn't get prom last year either. Right. Both years I didn't get to. But then the seniors last year, like, they had their junior prom. But I guess they didn't have graduation, so I guess it's the same. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so pros and cons. Yeah, definitely. You know, you got more time, but there's... Like, some memories like, yeah. you won't make. I got gotcha. you. <laughs> That's fine. <laughs> so... I, so college, you had more time for college. Tell me, tell me about like you applying to schools. Mm-hmm. Stressful. So, I think that yes, it was very stressful for me. Um, especially like deciding what I wanted to major in, because I I always thought I wanted to do film actually, and then once I ha- did a film class at school, I decided I didn't want to do nah. film. <laughs> <laughs> so then I was thinking about like statistics data analysis and then after young street i was thinking about business (laughs) so i actually applied to like a bunch of different majors for each school or like yeah different majors for each school yeah she's won't tell you but she's actually very humble and she's gotten to some pretty crazy schools out in california one school that rhymes with jerkly (laughs) (laughs) uh that's all i'll say and (laughs) PCLA, if that makes sense. (laughs) But anyways, so college essays are a pretty big thing. Do you, how did you go about writing your essays? Like, what did you, what did you talk about? What were the prompts or whatever? Yeah, so the big main essay is like pretty much write about whatever you want to. Oh, yeah. So I actually had someone helping me. He like, um, he's in college. So he helped me come up with some ideas and then also was like a proofreader and so we talked about different things I could write about and my main essay I actually ended up writing two but Mm -hmm. my first one was about marching bands so at school um I've been in drumline since freshman year and so yeah I don't think I told you this before (laughs) but this year I was supposed to be drumline captain actually so I wrote a lot about like being a leader in drumline and a lot about my identity in it because definitely it's mostly boys, mostly um, white people. And so when I was in sophomore year, I already had like a leadership role and it was really hard for me because I was like younger and the only girl and it was like really scary. So I wrote about that mostly and about how, like, this year I didn't really get that opportunity to be captain. But there's still a lot that I learned from that experience. Yeah, I really like that. So, you know, how did you get into the drum line? Like, like, that's so interesting. Like, it's yeah. mainly guys, I remember, yeah. Yeah, so I guess the story goes way back. So <laughs> my brother was in band in elementary school. So at the time that I could join band, I was deciding what to play. And my mom was just like, drums are cool. You should just do that. So started in percussion in Mm -hmm. elementary school and I stayed in band this entire time so then in freshman year was I joined marching band because my brother was the drum major so the conductor so I joined drumline that year and then I just stayed in that and that's how I ended up there (laughs) that's really cool so you kind of fell into it yeah by a happy accident Mm -hmm. and then it kind of just led you full circle to you know being able to write about it eventually into yeah, college definitely. 
I mean, you talk about your brother a lot. It sounds like you guys have a pretty good relationship, yeah, would you say? I think it's definitely a lot closer than maybe the average, like, brother-sister relationship. Because you guys are what? How, how many We're years, apart? years apart? Yeah. Which is pretty typical, but we've never, like, fought. Like, we've always been close this entire time, which I think is, like, really rare. But he's definitely, like, one of my biggest role models. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, we're really close. What's his name? Leland. Leland, yeah. Yeah. Okay. So you guys get along. You guys never fought, bickered at all? Like, wow. Like, if anything, we were just annoyed at each other, but we've never, like, yelled or fought with each other like that. Is that impressive? <laughs> that is. I mean, that's very surprising. Yeah. I mean, we're both really like mellow and like laid back, so mm-hmm. we wouldn't want to start anything like that. I see. <laughs> I see. So you graduate in a few months. Yeah. Looking back at you know school life, like, what is something like you look back at fondly and be like, oh. Like, I'm glad you did that. Obviously, you know, drumline. Is there a specific, yeah. like, event or time in marching uh, band that you remember? I think the biggest thing for marching band for me was, like, bonding with the other people. Because mm-hmm. at first I was, like, super quiet, didn't talk to anybody. But every single one of them have become, like, some of my closest friends. And, yeah. I think the relationships part is like a really big part of marching band that I liked. I think that is all the time we're going to have today. Mm-hmm. Are there any, I guess, closing thoughts you want to tell the people? Um, Where can they find sure. you if they want to reach out? Find me? Um, should I plug, should I yeah. plug Young Street? Yeah. <laughs> okay. Um, the or they want to buy a, yeah, something from your brand. Yeah, Young Street Instagram is young street style young is spelled y-u-n-g and my instagram is jasmine j young yeah i'll put it in the uh show notes yeah. but cool jasmine thank you so much for being on the show dude yay thank you for having me